0: A rabbi and a minister decided to buy a new car together. The day after they bought it, the rabbi found the minister driving it. The minister explained that he had gone to the car wash because in his religion, it's customary to welcome a new member with the rite of baptism. The next day, the minister discovered that the rabbi had turned the car into a convertible. <laughs> That's from a Jewish content website, <laughs> Aish.com. And it was titled The People of the Covenant. We are a covenantal people. And that language comes specifically from our Jewish and Christian heritage as Unitarian Universalists rather than the other parts and traditions that join us here. Um, So it is that we are considering covenants and how we are to be together today in our Jewish and Christian heritage season of study which we will conclude on our, at our winter holiday service on December 27th. Um, in covenant, of course, one pledges to abide by whatever terms the covenant calls for. We tend to go a bit easy on ourselves, I think, and make it more generally a matter of just kind of giving it your best shot. And some of us may feel that our covenant doesn't really demand that much of us. But I would suggest that it actually asks us to perpetually grow and change, most likely in ways that make us uncomfortable. As we metaphor, and I may be pointing a the word there, uh, in the time for all ages, It's not always easy to hear things, even when they are brought to us in love. Sometimes we're just not ready to hear them, and that's okay too. We are each on our paths where we are on our paths. But in covenantal community, There's part of a covenant that we write or include sometimes in our adult religious education classes and sometimes with the board of directors that we will assume positive intent. Like we will start out believing someone is trying to help rather than hurt us. Now, six chapters into the Torah... God has already gotten so disgusted and tired of human creatures shenanigans that he decides he's gonna wipe out the whole shebang. And start over with this one person who uh, is told to be a righteous individual and his family. This is Noah, right? So the rainbow connection, that's why the music uh, for the offertory. God makes a covenant with Noah, but it ends up being a covenant with all people. And the, the story is told that the rainbow is a symbol of that promise to never again wipe away all humankind and all of the, uh, the earth by means of flood. <laughs> now, that may be pretty good news these days. With climate change and the snow is melting and the icebergs going away and the sea levels rising, it's good to know that somebody's going to still be here and that part of the land will be there too. Um, Don't know how comforting that is. Uh, But that's the story. In the Torah, God tells Noah, I will remain, I will maintain my covenant with you and never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God further says, this is a sign that I set in the covenant between uh, me and you and every living creature with you for all ages to come. Now, what's particular about that covenant is that it's with everybody. And the covenants that come after that are made between God and Israel. Um, The first of which is the one for which the car became a convertible. That has to do with Abraham um, being the sire for multitudes of people upon the earth. Uh, The covenants get broken. The covenants are made again. That covenant was renewed on Mount Sinai before Moses went to get the law. In the Torah, in uh, the following books, the covenant is broken and renewed four times. By the time we get to the prophets of the Hebrew Testament, Hosea and Jeremiah are talking about a new covenant that's going to be written in people's hearts. Okay, now, Today in our religious education classes, some of the kids are studying the 10 commandments. There are actually 613 commandments or or, uh, mitzvah in the Jewish texts. Uh, We kind of picked the 10 to talk about. But after the law was given to Moses, that covenant was sealed with blood. That covenant is broken and renewed, like I said. And uh, then the prophets start talking about a new covenant. So we fast forward to the Christian Testament, or New Testament, and at the Last Supper, uh, not long before crucifixion, Jesus says to the 12 people he called disciples, while lifting up a cup, This is the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the remission or forgiveness of sin. I believe the intention here of a text like that is not to underscore the deprived uh, condition of humanity through original sin or other such slams, but rather to expressly lift up the idea of mercy, compassion, and reconciliation. And just for the record, the authors of the Jesus Seminar, and how many of you are familiar with that? Um, The Jesus Seminar is a book of literary criticism of the, the, well, five Gospels because they include Thomas, um, where they compare the character demonstrated by uh, Jesus of Nazareth and the writings that are attributed to him. And so they mark in this book the ones that they think probably were words of Jesus, and then they mark something that Jesus probably said something like, and then they mark things that probably weren't Jesus, and then they mark things that pretty definitely had nothing to do with what he said. Now that's just, it, it was the Jesus Seminar, it's a book. It's interesting, and just for the record, that book doesn't credit the book of John with any, having any of Jesus' words in it. John is my favorite gospel. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, working For justice and love and compassion is what our covenant is about with each other. Trying to build beloved community comes out of that newer interpretation. Now I'm I'm speaking for myself. There are many here who will not share my views on everything, certainly. And there's another joke. If you agree with everything the minister says, you're probably not Unitarian Universalist. <laughs> um, but we find the ways of compassion and mercy to be essential in tempering justice, in working for a peaceful, fair, and free world, and learning to develop those capacities together is one of the big reasons we come to community in addition to being support when we're broken and hurt. Yesterday, Gretchen Upton and Gus Demerath demonstrated for us the courage and commitment of standing where voices need to be heard. We need to change now. There's a lot to be done. There is a world of great need. And when we find our own core strength, our own spiritual centers, which is hard work, it really ends up being more like dessert because it's the sweetness that we carry with us to do the work that keeps us from getting tired. I mean, even if we get weary, we don't get totally drained because we are being refilled from the integrity of our own spirits and our connection with something beyond our current understanding. Humankind does not at this point have the capacity to fully fathom consciousness, and all of the sciences will agree with that. Anyway, our unison affirmation says that our primary teaching as a people is love. Our sacred texts, if you will, are found in love, the transcendent love that incorporates compassion and mercy and forgiveness and strength and courage and openness, speaking truth to power. Doing the difficult work of being in integrity with ourselves. But when the covenants are broken, and they are love calls us back. Love calls us back. Covenant says that we will come again to sit at the table and reason together and try to find our ways to move together through the changes. As we honor those veterans who have served and suffered and sacrificed for our freedoms, we remember that things worth having come at a price. Often the price is surrender of insulating comforts, the things that make us feel most comfortable, the habits of mind and thought and behavior that it's a whole lot easier to live inside of than to push the limits of our own assumptions. But covenanting to affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person is part of this tradition. And covenant to support one another in spiritual growth is part of this tradition. Covenant itself comes from our Jewish and Christian heritage. We have covenants rather than creeds. We don't tell you how you have to think, but we agree on how we need to try to get along with one another and others. The smudge on my face. I'm afraid I've got another one because I had it still on my fingers. <laughs> so maybe y'all can tell me after the service. Uh, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at receiving criticism. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying, I'm working on disarming the triggers that make me recoil quickly and do this. I need you to help me with that. We need each other to help us learn that so that we open our spirits and live from the fullness of life rather than a sense of scarcity and being drained all the time by the things that are not right here for us to change right now.